When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And hello to our podcast. Scary Scary Stories Stories to Tell on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things you tell us about. Basically, the id of it is a dog hearing a piece of machinery turn on in your house that it's never heard before. And it's curious, but it's scared, but it doesn't want to give its hand too clearly. Uh, But also, it's kind of titillated. Yeah, that is how Andrew and I love to feel, is the way that dog feels. <laughs> That's what we're and, after. And the the background behind this, the way everything is sort of unified, is over a shared love and interest in the book series Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark uh, by, by Alvin Schwartz with illustrations by Stephen Gamble. And because it is a Monday, Anna. It's a Monday, Anna. It's a scary story day. It is, and it is my turn. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Sorry, everyone's stabbing a picture of me now. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's my turn, and I've picked a story that I. It's one of those that I can't tell if we've read yet or not. And I'm gonna. Okay. It'll, we'll see if it's a little surprise for Andrew. Andrew doesn't know. Andrew's a fool. I don't know. He's a fool. He doesn't know. Fool. Um, and this story, uh, oh, and just a quick, um, just a quick heads up for anyone who's new. Um, Andrew and I are comedians and we've mm-hmm. been friends for over 13 years and, um, we are more funny than scary. And yes. like, we use horror the way that, um, Thomas Jefferson says you should use meat, which is as a flavor principle. <laughs> it like, it's the flavor of it. It's not the, it's not the main thing. Wow. The main thing is comedy. That's really good, Anna. That's such a good way of putting it. I'm yeah. really famously very smart. She is. Anna is a smart gal. It says so in her card that she gives out constantly. It just says smart gal. It doesn't even say my name or any contact info. Very confusing. Very confusing. <laughs> and then I say, I'm the only one. And then the person's like, well, I don't want to contact her anyway. <laughs> I realize um, I clap a lot in this podcast, and I'm sorry that I do that because I think it must be a nightmare to edit. No, you're good. Keep the claps in. The claps are <laughs> expressive. The clap is a, a language. Yes, um, thank you. Okay, great. So this story is from the middle book entitled More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Mm. Um, and it is um, this. I'm famously in LA right now, and um, I miss New York. Am I saying that right? New York. Yes. York. And um, this is a scary story about something that has been uh, <gasps> that people in New York probably miss, too. Um, <gasps> so this story is called The Man in the Middle. Oh, Anna, I am so excited about this one. I can't believe we haven't done this one yet. We haven't. We haven't? Okay, good. We have not, no. Andrew is the sort of um, Sam from, uh, what's it called? Lord of the 
Thrones. The, Sam, not Sam Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> no, Samwell Tarly. You're the. Okay. Yeah. From you're you're the you have the scrolls of. This I'm podcast. somewhere in between the two, in that I have the scrolls, but also I know how to say potatoes. <laughs> you definitely do. Yeah. Um, okay. Here we go. Man in the middle. It was almost midnight. Sally Truitt, first name last name. Yep. Sally Truitt had just gotten on the subway train at 50th Street after visiting her mother. Don't worry, Sally had told her. The subway is safe. There's always a policeman on duty. Okay, wow. so Sally is just, she's a, she's a fascist. She's an apologist for the <laughs> military state. <laughs> this also dates it in a very specific time, too, because when would that have been? When there was a cop at every, on every subway? Yeah, I know. Like 70s? It, it, like, also, like when your mother would live in Midtown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, over the river and through the woods to 54th Street we go. I know. Yeah, so 50th Street, I'm envisioning this as being on 8th Avenue. Yes, yep. Um. So this is, the, you're getting on the CE, which is a scary subway station. It's massive. Big. And the C is on the top level and the E is underneath. Oh, you're totally so if, right. If you're taking those trains, this is fascinating for people who don't care about it. But if you uh, <laughs> if you're going somewhere where both of those trains, because the E goes off on its own journey um, to World Trade Center, and then C goes off into Brooklyn, it's got stuff out there. So, mm-hmm. but if you're taking it before they bifurcate, you can take either one, and you have to stand on a staircase to see both the top and the bottom yes. at the same time, which I used yeah. to do all the time because I worked in this neighborhood. For those of you who may have seen the film The Wiz, it was the 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 scary scene was not shot in that station, but it is that vibe, kind of cavernous and vibe. huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also, I think, is one of the loudest or hottest subway stations in this entire system. Oh, I think you're There's right. Something about it that is um, uh, hyperbolically bad. I think I think it's loudest because I remember hearing a thing that was like uh, people who work – the MTA workers who uh, used to be in the booth at that station were asked to like start wearing earplugs or something. Oh, my – But the hottest I believe is um, Brooklyn the Bridge, seven? the 4-5 because oh. I just remember seeing a news story where it was like 120 degrees there one time and people were passing out. Oh, my God. Anyway. That makes sense. Anywhere along the green is going to be a hard day. Yeah. It's just so crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, also the seventh Avenue station on the BDE used to be much worse. And then they did a little work on it. We can Thank keep God. talking about this instead. <laughs> don't you love this? Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I'm in LA, so I don't, I can't, I couldn't draw you a train. <laughs> if I tried to draw a train, I would just draw the Toyota logo. <laughs> um, okay. Um, there's always a policeman on duty, but that night she didn't see one except for her. The subway car was empty, mm. which as New Yorkers, Andrew and I can attest, the Danger. empty car, you don't do that. For Mm-mm. safety reasons, you don't do that. You, yeah. There's either a poop in there or... Or a pigeon having sex with a rat on top of a poop. Yes. And the pigeon's like, oh my God, my wife, my wife, I love my wife. <laughs> and the rat's like, shut, don't do If we're going to hook up, you have to hold it together enough to not say that in front of me because it's really disrespectful. Um, yeah, you always want to go somewhere with at least one, um, not a man. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Because uh, men don't help. Okay. Um, (laughs) The subway car was empty. At 42nd Street, three tough looking men got on. Two of them were holding up the third who looked drunk. 
His head rolled from side to side and his legs refused to work. Mm. Which to me, this feels more like a 23rd Street thing. Like, yeah. Or like 32nd Street. What did you just see Camelot? Like, I don't know what the <laughs> vibe is here. Did you guys get wasted at Bullmore Lanes on <laughs> $40 pictures of Coors Ultra? <laughs> you bitch. Um, yeah, this feels much more like Herald Square. Like, uh, we just went to Koreatown um, and did karaoke yeah. and we're all so scary drunk. Yes. Um, okay. When they got him seated between them, his head came to rest on one of his shoulders. Sally thought he was staring at her. <gasps> That's scary. Uh, which A head on a shoulder staring. Is that scary? That's scary. That's someone. I, I One of my very first Instagram posts was a man leaning his head sideways on his hand while staring at me. <gasps> and he, he muttered stuff at me. Oh, this is how long no. I've been on Instagram. I was still <laughs> men. I wasn't invisible yet. <laughs> Now men just either respect or don't see me. Um, yeah. People like to be weird. Um, she buried her head in a book and tried not to notice. Mm-hmm. We get that. At 28th Street, one of the men stood up. Oh, oh, this is on the NQRW. Yeah, that makes sense. 50th Street. Her mother lives in Times Square. What is she, the M&M? <laughs> Is she the M&M on the yes, M&M Yes, I'm store? Amelia M&M. Uh, not a particular color, just one. <laughs> I'm nude. I'm Whoa. the nude M&M. This, this story takes on a very different tone if you imagine. Uh, what's, the, what's the protagonist's name? Uh, Sally Pruitt. If Sally Pruitt is half M&M. Which yeah, half? Like, she's a, she is a person. Yes. But her middle is completely circular. Right. And she has M&M eyes and a mouth. Right, and her initials are on her face. Yeah. (laughs) S and P. (laughs) Yeah, she tells you what swears you can and can't say. Okay. (laughs) At 28th Street, one of the men stood up. Take it easy, Jim, he said to the man in the middle, Mm. and he got off. At 23rd Street, Jim's other friend stood up. You'll be fine, he said, and he got off. I'm now realizing it's it's the red. It's this is the one. This is the number one train because at the NQRW goes to 49th, not 50th. Oh, okay. Yep. Smart. It's fine. You know what? I I now I've seen a coyote. I'm very LA. <laughs> I don't remember these things, but it's coming back to me. Um, at 23rd Street, Jim's other friend stood up. You'll be fine, he said, and he got off. Now the only ones left in the car were Jim and Sally. Just oh. then. The train went around a sharp curve, and Jim pitched onto the floor at <gasps> Sally's feet. Oh. When she looked down at him, she saw a trickle of blood on the side of his head, and just above it, a bullet hole. That's scary. That is the end. Oh. Yeah, this... To... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you go. I, this one holds such a particular part of my brain because I think if, I think as a kid when I read this, the idea was like, oh, right. Well, this is just going to happen every time you're on the subway. Like that's New York for you. Like that someone's going to be dead and someone's going to, they're going to fall at your feet and you just have to, you know, the exchange yeah. is that happens, but also you get to see Broadway shows, you know? I know. And the museums, you know? Yes. Um, It's so funny to me because like, if you do anything often enough, it doesn't mm-hmm. register to you the way that it would to total outsiders. And like, 
to me taking the subway, I I've taken the subway so often that I can fall asleep for the exact right number of stops and then wake up at my stop. Yeah. It is just, it's something that is very casually in my habits, but like I worked at hotels for a long time and people were absolutely terrified of the subway. And I think it's because of like bad PR, like the story. Right. Um, Yeah. This, this to me feels very mad men though. It feels like from long ago enough that like you said that we would have like, a policeman for every car. Right. And, and especially if 42nd Street is a very dangerous spot, that means it's like that's during the the houses of ill report being all Times Square. Like everything is like, boy, got girls, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just uh, <laughs> the 42nd Street B-roll always involves like a car going at like 17 miles per hour past a neon sign that says girls, 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 just flashing on and off. <laughs> So it's that. They're on 40 – I think it's on 45th Street. But I remember when I was a kid, we were driving through the city on my way to visit my aunts. And I was really just – I was like at the point now where I could read more sophisticated words. And we drove by – I think it's still there. It A neon sign that said private eyes. And yes. as we went by, I said primate eyes. <laughs> and I was like, what? what could it be? Like I was fascinated by it. Oh my God, primate eyes. And that's, it does, that's a, that's it does a body kind of world. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> Down the street a little bit. Um, yeah, I worked in a bunch of like Hampton Inns and uh, yeah. I was like a traveling concierge for an outsourced company. And so I bounced all around the theater district. And like this was way after the theater district had been completely cleaned up and Disneyfied. Um, but there were still these like dirty DVD shops because I guess older yeah. men. They can't do the internet. They're afraid of it. And they still need them. I also I think it might be like a laundering thing. Oh, I but have like, no doubt. Yeah. But it was so funny because it was like these family hotels that were in a very family friendly area. And the one sort of vestige of this nasty time, which, you know, nasty could have good connotations too. Sure. Uh, would be like seeing a German child see a porn video store for the first time. <laughs> And just watching them get a little bit dumber forever. Um, but I, I have like sort of a, a story that I cling on to that's very old New York of this neighborhood where I tried to go to an open mic at 42nd Street and it was part of a theater complex. Oh. And I walked in the wrong door and I walked into a real life peep show. <gasps> oh my God. I didn't wow. see anything. I was just going down an empty hallway where like one man walked out by himself. And I was like, this oh. doesn't. And I just heard like, and like, ah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that's, I, it's amazing that still exists to me in a weird sort of way. I don't know. I shouldn't be there. Probably I, well, people will sound off. There's something about that. That's like charming to think that that still exists. I know. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure there are people who are there because they who are working there because like, this is what, this is like a way that they like to make money. And then I'm sure there maybe are some people there who are like not in the best situation. Not in the best situation. I also have to say that like, I feel like camming has completely replaced a peep show. Right. Well, and that's so the thing. So it's easier. like, so what's going, is it, is it like, is it sort of the version of like, but I want to see my audience, but you don't see your audience, right? The whole point is that you don't, she never sees you or they never see you. Oh, is that I don't it? know. I've never, I guess this is sort of me checking myself. I've never thought about what she sees. Right. Um, I don't, I don't know either. I don't know whether it's like, two Amir. I'd like to go to one. It's just crazy to me. Something, first of all, something that like is coin operated, which I guess now they it would have to take cards. I just can't, I don't believe that any of this is still right in play. This was in like 2000, 
10 or 11. Yeah. Um, I think the internet for better or worse has, uh, moved it all. <laughs> well, <laughs> what's you, crazy? The comfort of your home. What's so funny. So, so Chris, uh, grew up on Long Island and has been, was coming into the city since he was a kid, but he used to, and it, it honestly would be the most scared I've ever been. Chris would, when he'd be coming home late from work, would just fall asleep on the train and then wake up in Coney Island. <gasps> oh. And then like text and be like, hey, sorry, I'm going to be another hour because I, mm-hmm. and, and that scared me so much because I was like, anything could happen, you know? I know. I had a, a friend, this happens. You fall asleep on the subway and you wake up. Um, I used to do this when I was still drinking. I'd wake up and everything would be in Hebrew, honey. And that's oh, how you know you overshot yeah. it on the F train. Um, <laughs> I had a friend works. I worked with who got so blackout drunk after a shift at a restaurant where we worked that he fell asleep on the A train and rode it back and forth all night long <gasps> and woke up covered in tickets for oh. like, public intoxication, sleeping on the subway. Oh. And then he just came back into work. <laughs> I thought it was going to be that he was covered in ticks and that would be, I was like, what? <laughs> Where did he go? <laughs> I know. Do you hear that story about the tra- the time a coyote got on the one train or something? Whoa, this is something very deep in my up, mind. Up at I Van Cortlandt Park, there was a news story where like a coyote got on at Van Cortlandt Park and people That's like just the top thought, of the Bronx. Right. And people just thought it was somebody's dog. And then eventually a woman was the only one on the train and she realized it was just her and a dog with no collar <laughs> on. And then she got off the train and told the cop and they were like, oh, no, that's a coyote. And I oh I God. used to think this – I used to think there was a picture of it. I don't think there is. But there is like in Russia on a subway, there is a picture of a – like like a wolf on the tr- on a train like, what am I doing? <laughs> like it looks – it looks like that's if right happened. now – it looks like if right now I was transported onto like a rowboat in the 1300s. Like it, it's that confused. It's upset. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I saw my first two things. One, I saw my first coyote the other night and it was <gasps> really, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll talk about coyote later. We'll talk yeah. about coyote later. Ignore coyote. The second <laughs> thing is there was that famous uh, shark on a subway story. Do you remember that? What? Yes. Uh, no. Shark in the sense of like, it's, you know, three feet long. Yeah. Um, this was, I want to say in like 2014, like someone was, someone was like fishing in Brighton beach and flopped it on. Exactly. Yeah. Shark found on New York city subway. This is in, come on, click 2013. Oh, it's sad. Um, I was about four feet long and it was under the seats. There's just a picture of like a small shark. It looks like a drunk man. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's just under the seats on one of like the blue, like oh. sort of a newer train. Um, <laughs> the conductor asked passengers to leave the carriage and that this is a BBC website, uh, leave the carriage and the train continued to the end of the line where a supervisor disposed of the shark. Oh, <laughs> Listen, and this is different. Go ahead. I just want to make a public service announcement right here. No pranks on public transit. Don't do it. <sighs> It, don't no. do it, especially now, but really anytime. I don't care uh, about your TikTok views or whatever. It just there are. If you want to commit pranks, do them elsewhere. Now is not the do time. Pranks. pranks are for your own home, where you and your your wife and your beige house can sort of prank each other all day. Yeah, wear a um, mask and startle your children, whatever. But don't don't no. don't bring essential workers into don't it. Don't do this. No, I did. Um, I did see a 
uh, a shark in the water um, next to Coney Island on Brighton Beach <gasps> and swam out very quickly and scared the H-E double hockey sticks out of me. So I pictured <laughs> that this is just someone who like caught a shark yes. and then was like, I can't bring this home. I know. My fridge isn't big enough for this. Anyway, we should talk about the story. Yes, I know. That was our that was our deep dive into We got Subway all around. Sc- we Subway don't scary. want the hero's journey. Um, oh my god. So what's scary about the story? Uh okay. Very scary to have people very scary to be alone um in transit at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, sort of safety issue, not knowing mm-hmm. what's gonna happen. Also in New York, I think the thing because I, I live there we both lived there for so long and like it to me is like unquestioning that like being out in public and traveling in New York, you don't have any control over who enters your vehicle. Yes. Which is not most people's reality. Right. I think. Um, right. Like usually it's like I get in my car and I control whether or not someone else gets in there. Mm-hmm. But the subway is just like a full, it's like a call in radio show. Um, you don't know who's going to be there. Also, like, I guess this is pointing at, like, organized crime, and that's scary. I know. Isn't that funny? Uh, That's (laughs) – it's just – I mean, like, there still is a mafia. Like, I know that. But whenever the mafia is, like, scary in movies now, I'm always just sort of like, oh, but it's the mafia. You know, like – You know, it's kind of fun. They, like, cut the the garlic really thin. It liquefies in a pan. Um, But I I also – that brings me to, like, I (laughs) – we watched a – me and Jason watched a video of uh, a guy who was like, yeah, I was in the Gambino crime family and I killed people and I went to prison and now I'm out and I'm going to watch scenes from mafia movies and comment on them. Oh, and it's just him going like that would never. It's him watching like uh, Goodfellas and being <gasps> like, why would they shoot him in the trunk? Then his blood goes everywhere and you have to clean your trunk. Oh. That is so stupid. <sighs> um, and I, I guess I took that man's uh, viewpoints to this story because I'm like, this seems like a bad way to dispose of a, I can't tell if this right. is a great scheme or a bad one. Yeah. These are like, the bebop and, bebop and rock steady of the mafia world because <laughs> they don't know this is a bad move. Why, why do you think it's a bad move? perfect uh, because it's in public and yeah. like, I don't know. I guess now there'd be cameras back then. This, this is sort of a rare scary stories story that kind of does date itself. This couldn't be in the 1800s because there's a subway. Like, I'm putting this at, like, Mad Men, like, early yeah, 60s. that makes sense. Or 50s, maybe. But uh, I guess now, yeah, don't dump a body in public. And, it, yeah, like, it it shows you entering the subway at a certain point and then exiting. Right. It's not like getting into and out of your car is not as public as subway stations. Right. They can see, like, who's coming in. Even if it, there's no cameras, like, there's eyewitness testimony. The best I can figure is that maybe they weren't, bless you, that maybe they weren't expecting to kill this person and then they did and then they were like, the best way to hide someone is in plain sight. Yeah, I think that would be the counter argument is like, yeah. it's not hidden somewhere that like, I don't know though, because then if they find, they're not, they're less likely to find someone in the reeds out on like, in Sheepshead Bay. Than they are right. like on the subway train. Yeah, like, they're that's gonna a good find point. the body. That's a really good point. I think a big part of murdering someone is having a little bit of lead time where the people think that they're missing. Right. Because then, like, the body is fully identifiable. There's no like decomposition. 
Yeah, it's it's so hard to tell also because like what this sound this story sounds like a story that someone would tell uh, their rural friends uh-huh. about like how dangerous the city is. Like this happened to my cousin's friend, and this you know like that totally. it would be people don't it's it's Sodom and Gomorrah. People are shooting each other in the streets and leaving bodies in the subway. Um, oh yeah, people yeah. had fears about Central Park that was similar. I know, yeah. Like the, the there were so many people were scared to go walking at night in Central Park. Apparently, um, our a friend of ours was telling was telling me a while ago that I thought the sort of like hookup area of parks was no longer a thing, like cr- where people would cruise, uh-huh. but that now it is largely populated by people who are from like either religious communities or whatever that it's like frowned oh. upon, so they go there. And that was a big thing. I was like, oh, that's – it's – part of me was like, oh, that's – wow, it still exists. And then the other part of me was like, oh, no, the fact that it still exists means we have such a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. Our friend Tim Platt did have a story about being in like a full Orthodox community and that a man came up to him and basically was like, are you gay and do you want to – um, where do I have sex with men? <laughs> oh, no. Was like, oh. And he was like, I don't know how to like – I have There's the urge so much to, like, to take say. care of you. I'm not gay. I don't. Yeah. Uh, are you? Do you want to? Do you want to help? Um, <laughs> do you want? And that help? is that is what the show. Um, they base that story. Uh, the show Unorthodox. That's where exactly it came from. that is where it came from. Tim Platt's story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I also think there's something scary about this, which is like the idea that you are already scared. And then the scary thing is even scarier. Yes. You yes. Know? Andrew, yes. Yes. As someone who lives in a full state of anxiety all the time, I'm usually shocked when actual scary things happen. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's supposed to be in my head. <laughs> I don't like that it's out of my head. I know. Yeah, that's um yeah, we've talked about it in the podcast before. Like I there's a switch in my brain that I feel like has fizzled out and just doesn't work anymore where sometimes when something very scary is happening to me, I'm like, mm, this isn't happening. <laughs> you know? Oh, but yeah. like when I think something scary is about to happen, I'm on I'm on like red alert. Um what I kind one time of, Oh sorry. I was gonna say what kind of thing? Um I oh, well the, the first thing that jumps to mind is I this was like 2011, and my one of my one of my best friends, one of the Warren brothers, uh, Jack Warren, was thinking of moving to New York and moving into like the spare room in my apartment. And he uh-huh. came out to New York City for a weekend to like see how it was and see how it felt. And we had like such a fun weekend, like it, everything was so great. And he was like, "I think I really could belong here. Like I really love it, and what a great community of people." And truly, the night, oh. the last night he was there, I know this we were story. coming back from a fresh ground pepper event, which is this this uh, <laughs> theater company in New York. We had a great time. It was like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> we wait for a train. Train comes, opens. It's packed, but there are two open seats in the train. I'm like, let's grab those seats. Which first mistake, rookie mistake. If you're on a packed train and there are two pristine open seats. Something is wrong. Something's there's no like little little trash puddle. There's no barf. There's nothing there's something going on. As we're sitting down and we you know a flood of people came in with us. So there wasn't even an option to stand up again once we sat down. As we sat down, I see across from us two women going like, no, 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 nodding their heads furiously. It's (gasps) too late. We've already sat down. We're trapped. And then (laughs) from the next Seat over turns a man who had who had been covered, so we didn't see. 
turns a man who was the scariest looking person I have ever seen, like blonde, long blonde beard, long blonde hair, really absurdly straight blonde hair, I will say. Like, like it was as though this wasn't someone who was um, like, gr- like grizzled. Their hair was like pressed. But it the was beard, flattered. Yeah, the beard was wild. And um, he just screamed at me for the whole 55-minute train ride home. Like, in my face, from the distance I am to my microphone. Like, yeah! Like, screaming, screaming, screaming. Um, (laughs) Spittle, everything, screaming the whole time, never stopped. And the whole time, Jack is looking at me like, oh, what, what? How are you not free? How are you not running away? And part of it was like I had been in New York long enough where, again, I think a thing happens where when you can't get away from someone like that, you're just like, well, I'll just ignore them. Also, this was someone who I think I, I just think this was someone who had drank a lot or was probably on some sort of um, drug. Uh, and they screamed at me the whole time. I then kind of like tried to continue carrying on a conversation with Jack. Screaming continued. And then we changed trains finally when we had a chance to. And we got on another train. <laughs> and two people came on who I guess were like club kids and were in like outrageous clothes. And they were trashed. And they just dumped all their drugs onto the chair between the, the seat between <laughs> them and we're like parsing through to be like you take this and I'll take this and and poor Jack oh it was God. quite an experience for him You've but he then he then did move there and he lives there to this day my god a strong warren boy the strong warren boys um i thought that was the story uh, this maybe was the, andrew famously has interactions with wild people who scream wild things at yes. him he's just He's a calm, normal lightning rod for insanity. <laughs> I thought this was cigarettes. Oh, no, that's, that that's, Jacob, that's Jacob Warren. Yeah. Oh, that's Jacob Warren. A different cigarettes. One. Yeah, which I love. <laughs> um, Another time. And then, I've yeah, there have been a lot of experiences. One time I was on a train with Evan Watkins and there was a man – there used to be a man in Washington Square who had uh, like a huge costume made of news, like filthy news, newspapers – Mm-hmm. But like yes. fastidiously made. Yeah. And he came on the train and he was just – he was sitting there. He wasn't bothering anyone. And and Evan was like, I wonder if he has friends. Like I wonder like what his friends are like. And then at the next stop, he went to get off the train and like got tangled up in something and fell backwards. And then assumedly his friend – who was in another sort of outrageous costume, ran up and was like, what are you doing? You got to get up. Like, let me help. And they were just yelling at each other. And then we were sort of like, oh, they're friends. And that was a nice moment to see. That is nice. We all have our friends. Yeah. Um, That does remind me of a moment that I saw and I believe to be an actual manifestation of Christ or an (laughs) angel. I think it was an angel. Yes. Um, I saw on a subway... Which an angel is a ghost, right? Uh-huh. Sort of. It Classic. Depends on, depends. A ghost who is never a human who's imbued yeah. with the love of God. Yes. Yes. A Kyle XY, no belly button sort of <laughs> like person. <laughs> they have shoulders, but no genitals. Um, <laughs> uh, I was getting on the subway with our friend Jonathan Braylock. Oh, yeah. Very great actor, writer, funny man, uh, astronomy club. Very yeah, good. part of the Forever Dog family. <gasps> yes, that's right. Black man can't jump in Hollywood. Very good. Um, such a good, anyway, he's a star, uh, 
and he uh, he's a churchman. He's a, a, one of my very few friends who have an active um, spiritual life like mm-hmm. that. And like we got on the subway together or heading somewhere late at night. Um, and we got on and there was a man who uh, either homeless or just like really, really, really down and out. And his stuff, he was sitting on a bench. Jonathan and I were sitting like across and like diagonal from him. But like there was maybe 10 feet of distance between us and him. And he had all his like money on the ground and his like, he was trying, what he was trying to do was to get a cigarette out and to light it mm-hmm. while sitting on the subway, which is famously not allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just, he didn't look healthy and like maybe in his early forties, like not an old guy, just like life has been hard for him. And he's like kind of crying while trying to do this with all his stuff all over the floor. And then a man who looked like sort of a Hollywood version of a homeless person got on, like very clean cut, sort of, he looked like Jesus, uh-huh. um, got on and sat down and just put his hand on the guy's shoulder <gasps> while he sobbed and <sighs> bent down and picked up all his stuff and helped him get it into his pockets. And then he was sitting like maybe three or four feet away as the guy was trying to light his cigarette, the man from, this is before he was rubbing his back. Uh, he lit his lighter and the man went <gasps> from like four feet away and <gasps> it blew out the flame. <gasps> and just, and then went over and just sat with him and rubbed his back while he sobbed. Oh. And was like, everything's going to be okay. And then the guy got up and walked off at another stop just like by it was like maybe three stops later which is a strange amount of subway stops to take um and this was like maybe at three in the morning my eyes are welling up with tears which i think means i haven't had enough nutrients today but this is (laughs) very moving wow and i my jaw was on the floor and i was just completely it was like when people describe having a religious experience like Mm. it felt like seeing something sort of divine like angelic it was just a profoundly moving um full body experience and i and i turned to john who looked completely unfazed (laughs) completely not surprised and i said god is real (laughs) and (laughs) i will never forget john went yep (laughs) wow (laughs) i was like that was Jesus or an angel. He was like, yeah, probably. I, yeah, I guess. And I was yeah. like, no, no, but it's real. And he went, uh-huh. <laughs> like, the wow. biggest surprise for me is something that he just knows to be true. I'm so curious about that. Yeah. I, There's that's, all sorts of different interpretations and explanations, but it was like a very beautiful. For moment. all the for all the horror of New York, the horror of New York. The horror of New York. I mean, humanity is on full display. So you're going to see... You're going to see the best and worst. Who would we cast in this, Anna? That's such a good question. With Sally Pruitt, I was instantly imagining the woman from Shape of Water, Sally Hawkins. Oh, yeah. I think just the Sally of it all. It uh, it bums me out so much. That movie, 
I it's a real bummer how disability is treated in that movie and her relationship to oh, it I and everything. I haven't seen it at all. It's she well, deaf? but, but oh, she yeah. is so good. This thing, like she's so good. It just if there was a disabled person who was a part of making that movie or anyone from the deaf community with or with any hearing impairment who could be like, hey, um, a lot of people don't think of themselves as like broken for ha-, you know oh, like boy. yeah. Um, but her performance in it is so good. Have you ever seen Happy Go Lucky? I haven't. She's amazing in it. She's a great actress. Oh man, who else? Um, I love like that for Sally Truitt. Well, for the man in the middle, I'm thinking Bill Irwin. Wow! Yes, a physical clown. Or our friend Spencer Novick, who oh, is a student yes. of Bill Irwin's, who is really great. He's um, an incredible clown from Cirque du Soleil. Amazing. Yes, he does spooky. And you know what? I think based on the illustration, which we haven't talked about, <gasps> oh, for so that's really good. It's um, three figures. One in the middle is sort of lit better, mm-hmm. and he's smiling a little bit, and he's got sort of a bulbous nose. And the guys on either side have like very impressionistic faces, and it's all very knobby and. I worry in. this is how I would look without a beard and hair. No. <laughs> I think I think that I kind of do. Is that true? No, I think. Oh no, I'm holding the. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could take a screenshot of my eyes, <laughs> what I'm seeing. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's not great. Uh, no, it's okay though. There's also sort of a version of it where it's like, oh, who does he kind of look like? He kind of looks like, and I get this occasionally. What's his name from Bridesmaids? Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. That's sort of broad good. featured. I'm I'm like I'm like uh, five stomach flus away from a Chris O'Dowd. <laughs> no, you, you, um, yeah, that's right. I was just watching Bridesmaids. You look so much like you. Uh, um, thank you. I think for the guys on the side, I like maybe a Patrick Warburton. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, I just watch Scream Three. Scream, Scream Three. Scream Three is really fun. Is really good. Parker Posey is her own genre. I love Parker Posey so much. She just grabs the movie and runs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think two Patrick Warburton's. That would actually be perfect casting. Two Patrick Warburton's. Yeah, the, the, um, it's done like kind of parent trap style. Yes, yes. It's exactly, yeah, he pierces his, his own ears in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I remember from Parent Trap. That's really oh, good. Lady Bird. Um, yeah, this, that illustration is everything. The, the men are all very kind of potatoey, if I recall correctly. And he's they're kind very, of smiling. Yeah. They're very potatoey. They look very much like 10 years after world war two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The men of America have grown domestic. They're back and they've found carbs, you know, <laughs> um, they're they back a hot meal. and they found carbs and guess, and this time it's carbs. <laughs> um, Lady bird is scooting around she found something exciting oh outside um and sally's mother i think would be colascola oh my god we have we talked about his special yet i'm sure we have it's we worth saying again. i don't think we have oh my god it's just so needlessly excellent There's, i i really oh. do think it is thus far the it takes when everyone's like what's the who's gonna write the great american novel during quarantine which i think is like Puts unnecessary stress on artists, but yeah. I think Cola Skull has already made the defining thing of it. It's so good. It is it's, a novel. Oh it my plays God, into all of his greatest strengths, which are numerous. I highly recommend it. You can look it up for free on YouTube. I, it's unbelievable. I laughed so hard. It was the amount of laughing hard where I was shocked at how much I was laughing, where you get a right. little bit scared. 
he's also a good actor, which is like, how dare you? Sucks. Pisses me off. Um, um, he's so good. Please, have Cola you seen, Scola. Have you seen his video where he plays, a, it's a news report, and it's a, a reporter saying like, uh, this house burned down, and here's a woman who saw how the fire started. And then he's being, he's like being interviewed as this woman, but all she's talking about is like complete, unrelated anecdotes from her childhood. <laughs> and it's so good. It's so, oh my God, so that's funny. so funny. Bowen Yang and I, who will be the guest? Maybe? Uh, Should we Wednesday. not say that? Should we play that? Should oh, we cut man. it out? I don't know. Is it a surprise? Is it not a surprise? Let's just say it. Tune in Let's on Wednesday, everybody. Tune in on Wednesday for an Urban episode with our very own friend, Bowen Yang. Um, he and I watched, I think, at least five times in a row, a Cola Scola Instagram video of himself as <laughs> uh, an unnamed female celebrity presenting at the Oscars, um, <laughs> going, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick <laughs> maker. These are, and it's just like a kooky oh. um, version of that. I hate that I said kooky. I sound bad. Whatever. No, but no, no. You he, sound great. His, instead of a wig, it's two yellow kitchen gloves on his head. And he, oh. he instead of like evening gloves, it's a, a sock with a lace frill around it. And he's holding an enema bulb instead. Oh of my God. <laughs> the most unhinged. He makes me good. laugh so, so much. I Everyone, saw him, please. I think the first time I ever saw him in anything was um, John Early had a show at the Atlantic Repertory Theater, Atlantic Theater Company Ooh. called yes. The Witchler with Nicole Spezio. And Nicole Spezio is an amazingly funny actress. Oh, yes. And of course, John Early is yes, so fantastic. And Cola Scola plays kind of a tertiary character in the show. It, it's like The Bachelor if one of the contestants was a witch. And then, like, there begins to be this, like, Salem witch trials thing that happens within. And he plays this sort of, like, like a character that he just milks every moment out of, but not in a showboaty way. He just, like, so convincingly plays the girl with the lowest amount of self-esteem in, <laughs> in a season of The Bachelor. And I just remember afterwards being like, that person has to be famous tomorrow. And he and he has been, which is great. <laughs> it's just he's just excessively talented. He already would have won if he hadn't tried, but he's still trying. He's yeah. like Beyonce. It's like the first time you see um Beyonce homecoming. Uh where you're like, What you still you already you won. You're number one forever. What you're yeah. number one a minute and a half ago again. Why are now you trying number, new things? It it just keeps topping itself. It's not fair. Yeah, I would love – at some point, yeah, Cola Scola definitely fits into this universe of Scary Stories Told in the Dark. Yes. Um, he'd be very good for it. Yes, Haunted Women feels very much – Haunted Women. That should be his next special. Yes. Um, well, Anna, good. this is such a good – this was such a – this was the story I think I needed today. It's so nice. This is from the section of the book um, – uh, it's called When I Wake Up, Everything Will Be All Right, which is kind of oh, how I feel all the time now. That's our motto. Um, these are scary stories here. There are scary stories here about a subway car, a shopping mall, and other dangerous places. Um, so, that's oh, so Susanna good. is in here. Um, uh-huh. The Cat in the Shopping Bag. Oh, classic Christmas um, one. The Bed by the Window. Yep. The Dead Man's Hand. These, these are, are all, just like, these are all good. It's all things that are like vaguely plausible. Yes. Um, yeah. Also, I have a question. Yes. The, I don't know how guns work. Um, <laughs> I love the, where this is going. This is me walking into the RNC as a reporter. <laughs> Excuse me. Which end is the shooty part? I'm a, I'm an East Coast gay. Um, 
when you by shoot, way of Florida, what did they do? They shot him in the mouth, and then the it back said blow. A back blow. <laughs> they blew out his back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or was his? Uh, or as Anna, your famous line was his head blown off from the back. Head blown off from the back. That's my ideal way of dying. Um, not in my sleep softly. I uh, looked down and saw a trickle of blood on the side of his head and just above it a bullet hole. I, yeah, I think they shot him in like the temple. Oh, I see. I see. Or I see. on his hair maybe because the so then hair it was like a the... little gun. It was like a Derringer. Oh, Andrew, you're being cool. I only know that from, from old timey Westerns. Derringers are the little guns you can hide in your boot, I think. And, or, or I think this is why I know it. it's like Derringers are always the one where like, if a showgirl has a gun in her garter, <laughs> <laughs> it's the gayest gun. Yeah. The gayest gun. That was in my favorite old Western. West. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, Andrew, did anything scary happen to you this week? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, I know it's super boring to talk about nightmares on here, but I, I just thought this one was um, worth mentioning. It was a strange sort of nightmare. It was a nightmare in which I um, <laughs> I had a dream that our friend Paul gave me a um, a Jello mold in the shape of a turkey, like a like a Thanksgiving turkey. Oh, no. And I then was like, oh, then as a thank you, I'll make a Jello mold in it to gift back to him, which is a weird way of thinking, I guess, but no, 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 that's normal. That's That's normal. And as I was making a strawberry jello thing, I got a message from him that was like, also anything that is made in this jello tin will taste like Turkey. (laughs) And I don't know why, but the anxiety I felt in that dream of, of like, how do I fix this? It didn't occur to me that jello is 99 cents. Like there's no shame in just dumping that out. Um, but the anxiety I felt in that dream was so much that I did wake up with like my heart racing. Like it was very, Oh my God. That's a a social faux pas scare that I had this week. This is basically when I tried to make chicken this week, I basically made Turkey Jello. Oh, well, and (laughs) Turkey Jello. Um, Chris has also been having nightmares this week. It's been a funny... It's happening. Yeah. It's been a funny sort of thing. Yeah. Jason's had like fist fight nightmares and stuff. <gasps> and, oh, like, right. Just weird, just weird nightmares. Um, also, we watched, um, maybe this is more along the line of something scary that happened this week. Anna, over Zoom, everybody, everything's fine. Over Zoom. We watched the hell down. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with our friends. Oh. Which boy, oh boy. It scared me that like so much was still happening in a movie and people were still talking and like the characters were wearing costumes and everyone had memorized their lines, but it's still none of it was a movie. Yes. It was scary how much movie there was not. Never has a movie wanted Johnny Depp in it so bad. And Johnny Depp was just like, no, it's hard. Um, What about Um, you, Anna? uh, My scary thing is that I saw Coyote for the first time in the flesh. Yes. Close. Which is like seeing a ghost. It, it just like I saw it and was like, oh, someone's walking their dog off leash. But it just it is a dog. They look like dogs. That's it correct. looks like a skinny. It looks like a German shepherd, like a vegan German shepherd. Yep. Just like very slender. Um, and like something our friend Liz told us, <gasps> uh, Billy's girlfriend, Liz. Moore, yes. good. Um, they live in Pas- in South Pasadena and like. I was like, I saw a coyote. She was like, oh, no, it's never just one. They work in pairs. Ugh. I was like, oh, my God. And it looks like a dog, and you should take them inside. 
I know. But the thing is, so it just, the, what's scary to me about coyotes is that they are dogs, but they don't count. And they just <laughs> have to live outside and they have to catch their dinner. And their dinner is our pets. And like, if we just took them all inside, they wouldn't eat our pets. They would be our pets. The whole idea of coyotes make them seem like God is punishing them. Like that, like, it, they seem like a, they seem like a folk, like a folk monster of dogs. Yeah, it's sort of like the angels of the dog world, where like God just loves them less. Right. <laughs> they have more abilities, though. Yeah, they um, do. But I, uh, what it made me think was that there's no difference between a coyote and ladybird, really. But they would eat ladybird because she's a perfect little albino sausage. Oh. But. I've written a song. Jason and I together have collaborated on a song that we've been singing to her this week. Oh, um, that is called sunscreen dog. And I'd like to debut it on <laughs> the podcast. Please. Jason do. is asking me to No, I'm too shy. Should we have um, a, spe- should we have a special episode around it? We should have a special episode around it. Um, but look for the release of sunscreen dog. Maybe next week I'll, I'll practice. I'll hire a vocal coach. Great. Um, but we've had to put sunscreen on Ladybird because she burns through her fur because she's uh, Oh she that's the difference between a coyote and Ladybird is that I put sunscreen on one of them. What? Anna, that's how I feel. I, I get sunburned through my fur. The sun is, is so much stronger here. Yeah, it is. Um also anyway. there can be half coyotes and half dogs, and apparently according to the internet, they're called koi dogs. Koi dogs. Koi dogs. Oh, boy. Well, I just said that in a way that Ladybird came dancing over. Well, Anna, this has been, as always, a delight and a much-needed boon to the week. It's a B to the dub. Thank you, Andrew, for being <laughs> yourself. Um, thank you to all our listeners for being yourselves. Yeah. Um, if you haven't given us a rating or a review on iTunes yet, please feel encouraged to do so. We'd love it. We'd love it. Um. Please, you know you don't have I won't say please I'll say you could and we'd appreciate you know? it we'd appreciate and uh, um, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at scary story underscore pod uh, or email us your own scary stories or questions or just in general nice little things to say at scary story pod at gmail.com and that's scary story pod scary story singular not scary stories pod yes there's been which a, little, is a separate a confusion, podcast which we didn't anticipate but it makes a lot of sense that would happen sorry so it's scary story pod and the way you can remember that it's singular is because our podcast doesn't have a boyfriend <laughs> it's single oh boy on that note hey everybody get, get out. out forever dog this has been a forever dog production executive produced by dog. brett boehm Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.